Welcome to The Baseball Show, Chicago's only interactive nightly show focused on the Cubs, the White Sox, and Major League Baseball. On radio, on app, on podcast. Listen to the show your way on ESPN 1000 or the new ESPN Chicago app. The Baseball Show, presented by Goose Island Beer Company on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN 1000. Here on the baseball show on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. I'm Chris Black along with Adam Abdallah. The Cubs and the Pirates are about to start in Pittsburgh. John Lester on the mound for the Chicago Cubs. He's 2 and 1 with a 4.55 ERA. The Chicago Cubs get Chris Bryant back into the lineup before we get to the White Sox. Cubs and Pirates set to uh, get going in Pittsburgh in just moments. Yeah, here uh, is what's going on with John Lester. He hasn't gotten a win in his last three starts. You know, uh, August 16th was, or August 11th was his last win, but August 16th, six innings, nine hits, five earned runs, five strikeouts. Then against the White Sox, we all know what happened there. Three and two-thirds of an inning, nine hits, eight earned runs. He gave up four home runs in that game. And then his last game, uh, August 26th, uh, it was a loss against the Tigers in which he pitched five innings, gave up eight hits, one earned run, struck out five, and walked one. So it is well due time for John Lester to right himself, and hopefully that takes place against the Pittsburgh Pirates, who are 10-22. and 22. So you would think that you know if you're going to get right against a team, you're going to get right against a team that's, that's only won 10 games so far this season. Yeah, so when you look at John Lester on the mound against the Pirates tonight, uh, if you're a Cub fan and you look at this rotation, I get it. The names are there, right? Hendricks, Lester. You Darvish is really the only pitcher pitching really well for this team right now. So, Adam, you make a great point that Lester needs to get back, needs, needs to get right, because if you look at what Cal Hendricks has done in his last three starts, he has three losses as well, and he's giving up runs, and he's not pitching to the, the to the point where if the Cubs were hanging to the playoffs, which I know they are not right now, mm-hmm. but it's not far off. And therefore, you want to see Hendricks, you want to see Lester start to get on the right track so you have those three arms going well together. And you hope that you Darvish continues to pitch the way he has. He's basically shown us now for the better part of a year from the end of last year into this season here in the first half of this 60-game schedule that you Darvish is a top-level pitcher. But now we need John Lester. Now we need Kyle Hendricks to kind of join him with that if this team wants to do something in the playoffs. Look at it this way. The Pirates are garbage, right? They're they're 27th in baseball on average, and they're dead last in on-base percentage. Like, this should be a team where this should be a night where John Lester can go seven innings, give up, you know, maybe one run, and this is a night, too, where the offense should be able to continue off their last win against Detroit, where they put up 10 runs and, like, everybody had two home runs. Like, everybody on the entire lineup had two home runs, I think. Yeah. And so, you... Every single person, all nine in the lineup. You know, like, we talked about it a lot in this first half of the season where the Cubs, yeah, they haven't played anybody because their division is just bad. They're three and a half games out of first place, or uh, not out of first place, but in first place. They have a three and a half game lead. But ultimately, you're just, you you haven't been playing well in your last 15, 16, 17 games. You had the big win against Detroit to end the series. You were off yesterday. 
So you would need to build on that momentum. The Cubs are very streaky. Can they start a winning streak off of that win against the Tigers? And does it start with their veteran ace, John Lester, tonight? Lester faced uh, Pittsburgh once already this year. He pitched uh, six innings. Uh, He gave up four hits, one run, uh, one home run, one walk, four strikeouts. Uh, Did not get a decision in that contest. So the second time around against the Pirates lineup, which... Uh, Adam, you're right. The Pirates are no good. Uh, they are one of the worst teams in all of baseball. So we'll keep our eyes on the Cubs and the Pirates as we go along here on the baseball show. Black and Abdallah with you tonight here on ESPN 1000. The other story in town, the Chicago White Sox. They beat the Twins last night 8-5. to five. They are in first place now by a game over the Cleveland Indians. They are in first place by two and a half games over the Minnesota Twins. Tonight, Dallas Keuchel goes to the mound for the White Sox. He's looking for his third straight victory. And also, if we take a look back to last night, Lewis Robert, he has the home run in the seventh and then the RBI double in the ninth. Fantastic comeback for the Sox last night. And really, this offense continues to just produce at a very high level, thus giving the Sox a chance to win in every ballgame. Yeah, I think that, you know, you look at yesterday's game and the error out in right field uh, that led to them being able to come back. They had a few errors of their own, but that's when everything is clicking for a team. And I know that, you know, White Sox fans don't want to hear it, but comparing them to the Cubs when they went on their run in 15 and 16, everything was going their way. Every, you would have three errors in a game like you did for the White Sox, and you still find a way to win that game because you take advantage of the other team's mistakes. You know, when there was the error in the outfield, you saw the White Sox be able to put it on. You saw not, you didn't get a quick hook from, uh, of Lucas Giolito. He was out there for the rest of the game. Battle. So, yeah, exactly. So, this is a team that, you know, they're not normally out of it. You know, Jason Benetti was on earlier today and said, that's a game that normally the White Sox just pack it in and lose. In previous years, you go down 4 nothing to a team that's ahead of you in the division, you're just done if you were the White Sox of before. This team's different now. This team's got a high-powered offense. They've got the best offense in baseball. They've got their ace on the mound in Lucas Giolito. You knew that game wasn't over. You knew that they were going to be able to find a way to come back and battle. And that's how the Cubs were before, how they just battle back. Everything is going well for this team right now, and it just seems like everything is falling into place for a long uh, postseason run, hopefully. So the White Sox and the Twins at 7-10 tonight at Target Field, and that's where we start with our first pitch. The first pitch. Play ball. Throwing out the first pitch, and I have to say this was rather impressive. On the baseball show. Right. There's your first pitch, and then some. On ESPN 1000. Dallas Keuchel is 5-2 with a 2.70 ERA, and Dallas Keuchel is tied for the AL lead with five wins and ranks 7th in baseball with a 2.70 ERA. He has been fantastic for the Chicago White Sox in this season. And, you know, Abdallah, you're going to make the comparisons throughout this baseball season saying that this team reminds you of the 2015 Chicago Cubs. And I think some of that comparison has to do with the Sox going out and landing a proven winner, mm-hmm. landing a guy who's won a World Series elsewhere in Dallas Keuchel, much like the Chicago Cubs landed John Lester, who's on the mound tonight for the, for the Cubs against the Pirates. But when the Cubs went out and landed John Lester... It was really an announcement to the rest of the National League. Like, no longer are we rebuilding. We are now setting 
our sights on winning mm-hmm. and winning championships. And I get that maybe Dallas Keuchel is not quite the the star pitcher and ace that Lester was the moment the Cubs landed him, but he's damn near close. And right now he's pitching like it for the Chicago White Sox. Yeah, he d- he is going to give up a few runs every game, but that's not a problem with this offense. You know, like he does, he ha- he's won three in a row. You know, they beat the Pir- he beat the Pirates uh, in his last outing on August twenty sixth, six innings. Two earned runs, seven strikeouts, three walks, a good outing from him. Before that, when they crushed the Cubs, um, he went eight innings and only gave up one earned run in a 10-1 to win for the White Sox. So, yeah, you're right. It kind of did symbolize the, all right, it's time. We're spending money now. We're going to make this move. We're going to get this proven veteran pitcher. And he's been a leader in the clubhouse because he's the guy that's gone through this before. He's the, None of these guys have tasted what it's like to go deep into a uh, into the postseason. Keuchel's done it. He knows what it's like. So he knows that he's got, even though he's new to the clubhouse, he's so valuable to this team because he's the guy that's like, hey, I know what it looks like for a team that's going to be poised to win something, and I'm going to hold all of you guys to that standard so we can accomplish something here because I truly believe that we can accomplish something here. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. It was a lazy game against the Tigers Mm -hmm. when after the game it was Dallas Keuchel who spoke up to the players in the the locker room and then spoke out to the media, letting letting us know that he put his teammates on blast, Mm -hmm. that they were not prepared to play a baseball game and they lost to the Tigers. Doesn't it kind of feel like since that point, this team has had a different attitude. This team has had a different approach day to day to kind of go out each and every game and improve that they are not only just worthy of being an up and coming, exciting team in Major League Baseball, but they are worthy of being in the conversation of when we look at power rankings, and we'll get to that in about five minutes here on ESPN 1000, they are in the conversation as one of the best teams in baseball. Like when they show up, they have a swagger. Uh, call it a cockiness, maybe a confidence that they are one of the best teams in baseball right now. Yeah, I don't think it's a cockiness. I think it's confidence. Well, I think I, that they know that they can... I don't think can... there's something wrong with cockiness. No, I think it's like... But it's not... Listen, it's baseball. You can't you can't show emotion. You can't well, be cocky. I, I mean, you can't show forbid. emotion. You can't be cocky, okay? This is this is baseball. So... Show a little flair. You can, No, not allowed. But you can be confident. Yeah, unfortunately, so, here's the thing. Uh, this season, I think, has flipped all the older mm. baseball fans right on their side because uh, it, it seems like in this short season, TV ratings are up, fun mm-hmm. is up. Mm-hmm. Fernando Tatis, the White Sox, all these players who are, are exciting. Seems like uh, baseball is changing. It's a new way of kind of enjoying the sport. I, I think that also with uh, with the way the White Sox kind of didn't do anything yesterday at the trade deadline also signaled that, like, hey, we're not going to rush anything either. We're not going to trade away a Dane Dunning or a Michael Kopech or something like that. One of our pitchers who we want to be part of this rotation for the long haul. You know, like Dylan Cease, he's a decent pitcher, but ultimately is Dylan, when this team is a championship team, and they might be a championship team, is Dylan Cease going to be your number three starter? You hope not. You hope that that's a Michael Kopech spot, maybe a Dane Dunning, the way he's been able to perform. So to me, you want... To, you don't want to make any rash decisions, which I think that they, they were wise in not doing yesterday. And it also shows, hey, we believe they had that meeting. We believe in you guys. We believe in this team as constructed in this short season to go out and to get a win. 
bottom of the first in Pittsburgh, in the top of the first, the Chicago Cubs get a home run from Ian Happ. Hey. The Cubs lead one nothing over the Pirates. Coming up next, Luis Robert was fantastic last night. A lot of people are asking, how good can he, can he be at, at his very peak, his potential? Can he be a star someday? I think he's already a star. I think he's proving it. He showed us last night. We'll talk about it next. The Baseball Show. On Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. Last night on NBC Sports Chicago. There was a hanging, breaking ball, and now it adorns Luis Roberts' home run tree. Bring him home and bring the tie, 5-0. That was the slider that doesn't break. He showed it to McCann, he showed it again, and Luis took it way out. A rocket to center field. The exit velocity on that, I think it's going to say otherworldly. It's a 5-5 game. Boy, I'm really happy I didn't leave. This is entertaining. There's a hanging slider for home on replay. And it gets out the best. in a blink of an eye. <laughs> Two on, one out for Robert. Line drive, left field toward the corner. That is a fair ball. Up and over the wall, the Sox will take one run. Sanchez scores. Welcome back, Yolmer. Six, five, Sox still going. Luis Robert is becoming a man before our very eyes. After all of those fastballs, he gets out in front of a curve. This one is down, it has the plate, and he just reaches out and yanks it into the left field corner. That's a wonderful piece of hitting. The only bad break is it bounces out of the park. Otherwise, it's two runs. So that's Steve Stone and Jason Bonetti last night on NBC Sports Chicago. Luis Robert hit a game-tying solo home run in the seventh 449 feet, Abdallah. That was a rocket Oof. shot. Uh, and then a game-winning double in the ninth for the Sox as they rallied from a 4-0 deficit early against the Twins last night. They battled. They won. And Luis Robert leading the way last night. And a lot of the conversation is like, when will he be a star? How good will he be? Can he be one of the best players in baseball? My answer to that is, isn't he on his way doing that already this season? I mean, think about it. Through 33 games, he has 10 home runs. His average is 298, on base of 348, slugging of 612. His weighted runs created plus from fan graphs. He's a 156 player. He is already, and he has a war already this season of a 1.7. I would suggest that already he is a star in Major League Baseball. I would agree with you. I think that he is, you know, on the list of stars that an offensive, great offensive players that the Cubs have on their, the White Sox have on their offense right now. Um, he is, he is probably the guy that I least likely want to face if I'm a pitcher, right? Because he's going to crush baseballs, right? He's just going to crush them. Yeah. You know, he's got to hit uh, breaking balls a little bit better, but that comes with age, you know, that comes with time being in the majors because of that jump from the minors to the majors. But I think that, you know, anybody that's critical of what you're seeing right now with Luis Robert and the rest of the White Sox offense will say sample size. Will say, you know, it's only been 30 days or 30 games. It's only been a year. Can he keep this up throughout? Is this going to be, you know, once, once more pitchers have tape of this guy, like that kind of thing, like once they know how to attack him a little better, will he be able to figure it out? And I will say, look, the dude's a man child. 
Like, he's a monster. Like, everybody says he looks like a legit superhero, like, with armor and, like, all that stuff. Like, mm-hmm. he's a just yeah. a physical specimen. Sure. The, the question is, is he going to, like, how quickly can he adapt to Major League Pitching? And it looks like, as of right now, he's been able to adapt just fine. So, to some of the critiques about him and the sample size being small and pitchers adjusting to him, okay, you could say, well, he has to cut down on the strikeouts. Right now, uh, if you look at, because I, I like using that weighted runs created plus stat, mm-hmm. he's 24th in all of baseball with his 156. And if you look at the top 30 guys, he by far has the highest strikeout percentage of anyone at the top of the board when it comes to some of the best hitters in all of baseball. Mm-hmm. So I would say, yeah, yes, I agree. He needs a cut down on the strikeouts. Then I would also suggest that yeah, with a 30.8 strikeout percentage, he's also mashing and putting up the numbers that we are just talking about while striking out at the clip that he is. So wouldn't you also suggest, if you're saying that the pitchers will then adjust to him, couldn't you also suggest at some point that strikeout percentage will come down? Yes. And he will then improve even more? Mm-hmm. And thus being the star that we're talking about, because not only is he a physical specimen, but he's also... Uh, a good fielder. Great and, fielder. And he is also a player who seems like the moment is not too big, right? In the past, going to Minneapolis and facing the Twins has been a daunting task for these White Sox. But they're down. They continue to battle last night. And their young star is the one leading the way mm-hmm. last night. And that's why it's exciting to watch. 312-332-3776 if you want to join the conversation. Jason Benetti was on with Waddle and Sylvie just a couple hours ago, talking about how good Robert already is. It's good, really, for the first time. Yeah, I mean, for for me personally, I just, I just love how he adjusts. I mean, that game against you, Darvish, his first three at-bats were nine pitches to three strikeouts. That's not good. And, like, usually that becomes a slump for a young player. I haven't seen a slump. Like, it's, it's, it's the next day or a later at bat against a different pitcher or whatever. I mean, he can look like he's not going to make contact all night, and then suddenly he drives in a couple late. I, I don't know if he can't miss or, like, who knows about injuries or all this stuff. I just think he plays like a 30-year-old in a, in a 23-chiseled body. It's, it's a little scary. You don't do what Robert does from one level to the next level to the next level that well and not be can't miss so i like i was adamant about it and chuck garfine told us that in his mind he was the highest rated prospect the Sox have had since big frank i think that's right absolutely i think that's right but but it, i would i would even separate him a little bit more because he's coming up at a time when the prospects are more well toned and well chiseled and there are like individual performance academies and places where people go to become superhuman athletes. And he still looks superhuman in an era when that all happens. So, yeah, I, you know, I don't, I hate saying can't miss because things happen in this world that we don't expect. Uh, but, uh, but I do also don't think I can jinx anything because we started saying no hitter in like the sixth <laughs> last week and it still happened. Good stuff from Jason Benet. Hear the full interview on the Waddle and Sylvie podcast page on the ESPN Chicago app. Yeah, and I think he he is absolutely right. Where they're, I'm not saying they're 
genetically engineering these guys, but guys are being more focused with their uh, with their craft right now. And I think that when you see these guys that are coming through these academies and everybody is so focused on uh, maintaining their body and there's all these uh, great improvements in technology and what we do with our bodies and how you train your body and how you, you know, um, recovery and everything like that. There's going to be more. There's going to be more Luis Roberts out there that are coming and for every team. And it looks like the White Sox have found one. Now, the one thing that he has, uh, I think, ahead of the other, quote, mashers is his defense. He's not going to be a Kyle Schwarber, Adam Dunn, a dude that's just going to go up and hit home runs or strike out, and then you're kind of iffy in the field. His defense sets him apart from these other guys. The fact that he can cover center and part of left field uh, for Loy sets him apart because of how good he is and how fast he is. And always remember that the, the White Sox just have a, a pretty cute team there. Cute team. Got yeah. a pretty cute team remember uh, Southside South oh, Tim, Tim called. Where's uh, he been? Where's he, he's been quiet. Not, been, not very yeah, chirpy been. since the Cubs Sox series when he called him. You with. can hit all the home runs you want. Yeah. Defense never slumps. Pitching never slumps. Yeah, defense and pitching, they never slump. Yeah, and the Sox have a pretty. He hasn't called in a while. Pretty cute team. Eric, are the phones working? Are the are the phones working? The phones are working just fine. Yeah, I'm. Five. Yep. Is he in the Twitch chat? Yeah, they're all working. Do you think he's in the Twitch? Twitch.tv slash ESPN One Thousand Chicago. Never slumps. Just saying. Brought to you by Blue Moon Light Sky Citrus Wheat. Mm, got yep. a pretty cute team there. So I just want to get that out there. Um, can I ask you about power rankings? Because um, we have two sets of power rankings, and I want you to tell me which set of power rankings are more correct. Uh, what do you want first, ESPNs or Major League Baseballs? Well, I know ESPNs. Uh, I don't know Major League Baseballs. So let's go with ESPNs because those are the ones I'm familiar with. <laughs> okay. Uh, the White Sox are the eighth best team in baseball. The mm-hmm. Cubs are seventh. That's ridiculous. The tw- Twins are six. That's ridiculous. Yankees, five. Ridiculous. Indians, four. Ridiculous. Athletics, three. Rays, two. Dodgers, one. Uh, to round out the top ten there, the Braves are nine, and the Padres are ten. That's on ESPN.com, released today. That's the power rankings. So, so your problem with ESPN's power rankings there? My problem with ESPN's power rankings is everything, you read the blurbs about these teams, right, that they put on there. Yeah. And every blurb about the Indians, about the Yankees, about the Twins, about the Cubs, gives you reason to put the White Sox ahead of them. Got a pretty cute team there. The cute White team. Sox yeah. should be the fourth. I can, you can definitely make the case. Dodgers are better. Rays might be better. A's might be better. Okay? But they're better than the Indians right now. Because this is a weekly power rankings. This is week to week. This Mm -hmm. isn't a definite, this is final. They're better than the Indians right now. They're better than the Yankees right now. They're better than the Twins. And they prove they're better than the Cubs right now. So to me... This is this is that yeah this is that that East Coast media bias man no, no, no. that well, East Coast media bias putting the Yankees up there the Yankees are not the fifth best team in baseball let's level it out uh, Major League Baseball MLB.com here's their power rankings for this week same ten teams different order though okay uh, number ten the Braves number nine the Cubs number eight the Yankees number seven the Twins number six the White Sox number five the Padres number four the Indians. Number three, the Athletics. Number two, Rays. Number one, the Dodgers. Hmm. So they both hmm. agree hmm. that the Dodgers, the Rays, and the Athletics 
are the three best teams in baseball. Okay, I can I can see that. The that exact is same power for sure. ranking uh, for the top three. Now, mm-hmm. when you get to number four, and then you head down towards the rest of the top ten, that's where it differs. Now, the White Sox are higher on MLB.com. As they deserve to be. They're better than the Cubs and the Twins right now. The Padres are much higher on MLB.com than they are on ESPN. The Padres are 10 on ESPN. On MLB.com, yeah. they're the fifth best team. I think the fifth. I think the Padres are closer to being the fifth best team than they are the tenth best team. So I, I, don't I also fifth. agree with you that the Sox are probably better than the eight that they are on yes, ESPN. Absolutely, I think the Padres are closer to five than they are ten. You're right. I don't know if they're five, but they're closer to five. It is interesting though. Both power rankings really like the Indians. East Coast media elite man. East Coast. That's Midwest. Midwest media elite, man. We go first to third next. From Wrigley on the north to guaranteed rate on the south. This is the Baseball Show on ESPN 1000. Chicago's home for sports. I'm Abdallah here with you on the baseball show on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. Download the podcast on the ESPN Chicago app. Search for the baseball show and also Black and Abdallah. You can find each podcast right there from the app. Also, Apple Pods, Spotify, subscribe, rate, review, tell a friend. Wherever That's what we like to say. Sold. Well, no, it's free. It's not sold. Oh. It's, uh, it's a free podcast there. Let's go first to third. First to third. He is safe. Bryce Harper goes from first to third on a ground out. Black and Abdallah burning around second base. Go first to third. All the way from one corner to another. Stopping at second. He's going to try for third. And the throw is not in time. Able to go all the way from first to third on a wild pitch. First, first to third. On the baseball show on ESPN 1000. All right, each night we uh, give you three different stories to take a look at in Major League Baseball as we kind of go through the uh, the season here. And the first one I want to bring to your attention, Abdallah, is White Sox-related because did you see uh, yesterday or because of last night in the Sox beating the Twins 8-5 to in the fashion that they won, coming back and beating the Twins in that contest as they head towards the game tonight with Keuchel on the mound? In the Minneapolis Star-Tribune today, the headline is, Twins lose six in a row, and concern goes far beyond a quiet deadline. If the big boppers in the lineup don't start big bopping again, this team won't contend no matter how the rotation fares. Hot takes from the Minneapolis Star Tribune. Listen, you can't can't out-bop the White Sox right now. They're bopping. They're big boppers. They're big bopping. Big bopping. I, I I love a good headline and lead. And that's just if the big bop, and it's like it's like he's trying. If it's the like big boppers like, aren't bopping. Headline here. If the, <laughs> here we go. We've got a headline. We got to come up with twins, something. If the twins can't, the they can't bop attention. their way through the playoffs, they're going to be out of here. Is what they're going to be doing. They're going to be stopping that bop. Is what they're going to be doing. Well, in comparison, uh, here is uh, the num- Here are the numbers for the Twins' offense, which last year their offense really led the way. Uh, they're twenty first in average. Uh, On-base percentage, 23rd in baseball. OPS, 22nd. They're 15th in runs scored, 9th in home runs. 
Uh, last year, I believe they were first in home runs, one of the best offenses in all of baseball. And what we saw last night is really they hurt themselves. They seemed to – the offense wasn't necessarily the problem, mm-hmm. but the defense let them down, and then late, they couldn't close the game. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that it just shows the – the resiliency of the White Sox and not not quitting. And uh, normally when you would say, all right, well, they're down for nothing. Time to end it. This is a team that still be- like you saw it on the on the in the in the dugout with Giolito and how happy he was when they came back to tie it up. And he's like, all right, new game. Let's do this. Like he could have easily just been like, no, nah, I'm done for the day, you know. But no, that's not in this White Sox. This is a different White Sox team. This is a a completely different White Sox. First to third, we go through uh, three different stories in Major League Baseball each and every night here on the Baseball Show. The second one I have for you, Abdallah, is uh, in the New York Daily News. Garrett Cole is trying to figure out why he's giving up so many home runs this season. Uh, The column's about how he's diving deep into the data and searching for clues, including possibly tipping pitches and trying to figure out why moving from the Astros to the Yankees this season he is giving up so many home runs. Garrett Cole on the season, though, is 4-2. and two. Uh, He, uh, let's see, his ERA to this point is not terrible at 3.91. But he's giving up a lot of home runs, and the Yankees need him to be a certified ace for them to head into the playoffs and to do damage. Hmm. So Garrett Cole trying to figure out why he's throwing so many home runs to this point in the season. I mean, it's pretty simple, Chris. When you look at what Garrett Cole is doing here, and when he, you're gonna break it you know, down, yeah, yeah. When you look at what Garrett Cole and you look at his ERAs, is, is like you said, it's not horrible. Um, you know, his strikeouts per nine is not horrible. But the problem is his home runs, and it comes down to one simple thing: karma. You cheated, and now you're Whoa. getting your comeuppance. Well, well, I'm, what, I, he wasn't batting though. Hmm? He wasn't batting. The whole team. The whole team the has got to stink. The whole team has got to stink to them. The whole team. The the stink of cheating. Yeah. Yeah, but but like, listen here, karma. Uh, so so you're saying he's giving up home runs karma. with karma the Yankees chameleon. because he's paying for it now. Altuve, Altuve was giving him yeah. substance to put on his finger while he was oh, in Houston, no. and now he doesn't have that that substance. The old sticky That's finger. That's it. It's all it's all the Astros. The old sticky finger. <laughs> Oh, yeah, no. you know, the old it's baseball karma, deal. He's, he's got karma, it on the bro. hat. Right, you go on the, the brim of the hat. You right. go to the hat. It's karma, bro. In between. And then, you know, once it gets cold, once we get into fall, mm-hmm. they go to the... Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. They blow into the hand. You put the substance on the inside of your cheek and then well, you Well, you could also put it like... You can... I'm part of your, your hand. hand. You give your hand a little lick. You give it all... No, you can't lick it you on the mound. Little, can't do that. First to third, we're gonna keep this seriously. Um, I got one more for you. The well actually has entered the chat, and Roderick James, as he yep. pushes his his like? glasses up onto his face, says he's not locating his fastballs. The actual answer. Well, I mean, maybe maybe Garrett Cole should should hire out Roderick James. Yeah, James. and had James and have him let him know. Yeah, good work. That's good detective work from our Twitch chat. It's shout karma. out Twitchers. It's, it's karma. <laughs> It's karma. Maybe he's going to the hand. I don't know. Uh, one more story for you. First to third, uh, three stories from around Major League Baseball here on a Tuesday night. Uh, did you see this on MLB.com? Mike Lupica, he wrote a story titled, The White Sox Mike Are Lupica. Back and They're Fun. Do you want to read this in Lupica voice? Mike Lupica. 
Uh, so he wrote this whole article about how the White Sox basically have been trashed for the last 10 years, and now they're back. But then not only are they back, they're one of the, the more exciting teams in all of baseball to watch. The column is on MLB.com, written by Mike Lupica. Uh, he ends the column by saying, it's called the Second City, but not this year. Take that. How about that? See, you can't, see, you can't say it like that. Well, read it say in it Lupica, like Lupica voice. Yeah, loop. Uh, read, read it like it's a parting shot on uh, the old sports reporter. Uh, that's what I'm saying. It's like a sports reporter. He's staring into the camera, and he's he's going. To, he goes, Mike Lupica, and he's talking about all of his things, and he's pausing for effect, and he's going through it. He goes, "It's called the Second City, but not this year." We'll be right back on the sports reporter. No, that's the end of the show. That's how the end. They the show is over. No, no. He the, says thank you. He do. does say thank you. He goes. He does the thing. He goes. John thank Saunders you. would say yeah, thank Saunders you, but go, that's thank it. Thank you for watching the sports reporters. <laughs> but they don't come back, though. It's called so the Second do, City, right. but not this year. <laughs> that's first to third here on the baseball show. I don't know. I think you could have done uh, more with that Lupica there. When the White Sox last made the playoffs in 2008, I didn't they mean lost like, the division series to the Rays in four games. I didn't mean you the read The last time more. they had I'm a saying... winning record was 2012, which is also the last time they finished as high as second in the Central. They have been rebuilding under general manager Rick Hahn for a long time. Not anymore. In the top of the second, the Cubs scored because they had the bases loaded. Kipnis walked. Contreras scored. It's 2 nothing Cubs. In the bottom of the second now, the Pirates are at bat. As you were, Lupica. Oh, sorry, hold on, I clicked off of it. <laughs> I, I, I clicked At off least it. we're making Eric laugh. That's all that matters, is that Eric is laughing in the other room. That's all that matters here. Whenever you go <laughs> to Lupica, he's ready. Yeah, so right. I don't know what that yeah. was. Yeah, I mean. They call it the second city, <laughs> but not this year. Thanks for watching the Sports Reporters. Enjoy your Sunday. Stab the Knights next. This is the Baseball Show with Black and Abdallah. On Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. are on the board two to one now Frazier grounded out to second Moran scored in the bottom of the second the Cubs lead two to one over the Pirates right now we're keeping our eyes on that game as we count down towards the White Sox and the Twins game two of this contest of this series with Dallas Keuchel on the mound for the Sox as the Sox look to take two in a row over a struggling Twins team we were just talking about has now lost six in a row and they have not looked good as of late. The Sox looking to keep on their winning ways. So we're keeping our eyes on the Cubs and the Sox tonight. Abdallah, is now time for Stat of the Night. Jambi's on base percentage was 476. Stat of the Night. Damon's on base, 324. Almeida's was 291. On the baseball show. Add that up and you get... One more sweep. One up, one you get. 1092. On ESPN 1000. Tonight's stat of the night is 57. 57. Hmm. We now head into September. Today is September 1st, and the month of August is over. The best team in baseball, the Los Angeles Dodgers, hit 57 home runs in the month of August, which is now a National League record. They passed 
the Atlanta Braves last June in 2019, the Braves hit 56 home runs in one month. The Dodgers now hold the record in the National League with 57 home runs in one month. August 2020, the Dodgers did that, just did that. They are the best team in baseball. And really, when we look at the Dodgers and we look at their ability offensively and, and the way that they've piled up wins to this point, 26-10 and 10 to start this season, uh, plus 90 run differential, which is by far the best in all of baseball, they are going to be the heavy favorite heading into the playoffs once we get there within the next month. Absolutely. Is the, uh, is the ball still juiced? Well, juicy, ju- juiced, uh, wound a little tight, perhaps. Is it still juicy. Are you going to blame the launch angle? Launch Is it angle? launch angle? A a tightly wound ball? Is no, it? No, I just I, lack of fans. No, Did you hear this one? Last... That there's no fans, so it's the the, the, the there's. There's aerodynamics. More There's more wind. Yeah, well, that, that could go both ways, right? Yeah. Blowing in, blowing out. Mm-hmm. I'm just wondering because last year that was all the conversation. People were hitting dingers left and right, and everybody was like, well, the ball's juiced. Well, the ball's juiced. Well, it's round tighter. Well, it's the ball's juiced. You're hitting a golf ball out there. It's basically a golf ball because you're hitting it's all Some, juiced. Sometimes that's what it looks like. And so I'm wondering, is the ball still juiced because that – you know, these guys hit home. Like, look at what the White Sox have been doing and how many home runs they've hit. Look at the Padres and how many home runs they've hit. Look at the Dodgers and how they set a record. Is it still a juiced ball or are hitters just the launch angle better? Is the Are hitters just getting better in general? Here, let, let's take a look. So to this point in the season, the Dodgers have 68 okay. home runs. Uh, the Padres, 67. Okay. Uh, 65 for the White Sox. 54 for the Blue Jays. The Reds have 54. The Yankees, 53. Angels have 51. Cubs, 51. And the Twins, 49. Seems like the ball's a little juiced. Well, I mean, listen, those are some of the best teams in baseball. The the only team in that mix that's not... There are two teams in that mix that are no good. The Angels, Mm -hmm. seventh in home runs. They're terrible. And the Reds. The Reds' offense has struggled this year, even though they've hit so many home runs. Yes. So, I mean, the Blue Jays are going to be a playoff team. The Yankees, playoff team. Cubs, Mm -hmm. playoff team. Mm -hmm. Twins, probably a playoff team. The Braves, playoff team. The Athletics, playoff team. Padres, White Sox, Dodgers. Those are all playoff teams. Guy hit home runs to be good. Yeah, listen. Crush, uh, what what was I say? Hit dingers, crush beers. Yes, both. Yeah. Crush them both. Uh, I I just... I think that, you know, it's telling that you've got the the Dodgers at, what did you say, 68, and then the Padres at 67, yeah. and the moves that the Padres made yesterday to improve their team, because so many teams make the playoffs this year that they're like, look, we're in it. The Dodgers might be better than us, but we're going to go, f- go f- full all in for it this year. If you, I mean, I'm not saying we're going by home runs, but their offensive output is right up there with the Dodgers. The Dodgers just have better pitching right now. Yeah, and you know, the, the, the point that you're making with that is the Padres, even though they're second, they're not going to catch the Dodgers mm-hmm. to win the NL West. Chances are the team that they are facing in the first round of the playoffs is going to be a bad team. Yeah. Like, there are really only four good teams in the NL. So, like, the Braves, the Cubs... Dodgers and Padres, like the Padres are going to get out of the first round. So Mm -hmm. like then you're looking at matchups of like, okay, will the Cubs have to face off against the Padres in the second round? They'd have to get if this playoffs ended today, they'd be the Cubs would be facing the Marlins. 
In the first round, yes, in the first round. Yes. Okay, but like, it, like I would assume the Cubs could beat the Marlins. So you advance to the next round. Who's on your side of the bracket? Are you facing off against the Dodgers, mm-hmm. or do you get the the Padres? And I think either case, it's not great because I think both of those teams at the moment definitely have better momentum than the Cubs do. Well, yeah, you don't want to face a team that's hitting that many home runs and that, with that offensive output, and your only sure pitcher out there is you, Darvish. You know, like we've seen John Lester struggle the last few starts. This will be his fourth start where he's been a little shaky. You know, we've seen Kyle Hendricks not being able to put it together. And then who knows what Quintana is going to give you. Alec Mills is supposed to start on Thursday. I don't trust him in the playoffs. No, no. So, and I forget who it was was talking about how when these teams get to a playoff situation in the bubble, there's not going to be as many off days. They're going to play because there's no travel. You're not going anywhere. You don't need two days in between games in a series or a game, so you can't really stack up your pitching the way you normally would. You might need four starters. You might need five starters because you're just going to keep playing baseball. So the Saturday of the night, 57 mm-hmm. for the Los Angeles Dodgers home runs hit in the month of August. Uh, Ricky Renteria talked about the importance of the comeback win last night for the Chicago White Sox. Tonight, Dallas Keuchel is on the mound. Uh, 7-10 start at Target Field. Here's Ricky Renteria last night. For us, it was extreme, extremely important. Um, you know, battled through that second inning, uh, uh, immensely high pitch count. Worked through some jams, self-inflicted. Also, we, we contributed, obviously, uh, uh, throughout the ball game early. Uh, thankfully, guys didn't panic. They kept playing. I know uh, even on the offensive side, we weren't doing a lot. We had some guys on base early and weren't able to get anything going. Uh, but they didn't give up. I mean, they kept playing. Give the relief corps a tremendous amount of credit. Uh, give our players a tremendous amount of credit for continuing to battle and, and uh, put it together. And obviously, the, the fruits of that are, are the victory at the end of the day. So remember, after the win last night, 8-5 to five over the Twins, this is a twin sandwich with a lot of bread. You have teams who are bad on one side before you got to this series, the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday set. And then you have teams on the other side for the Chicago White Sox and who they're facing off after this series, Royals, Pirates. I mean, you can really do some damage here, uh, you know, in the next couple of weeks because of what you see the Sox doing against the Twins. And then you follow up with four against Kansas City, two against the Pirates, and then you get three against the Tigers before you get... The Twins again. So, like, you can really go on a substantial run to stake a claim in the AL Central over the course of the next two weeks. Mm-hmm. You're one game up now. What do we call it? We call this moving the moving few days? Moving, moving week? week? Moving week, where you can definitely separate yourselves, at least from the Twins. You know, they're two and a half game up, games up on the Twins right now. You know, you can you can win tonight. You've got... Uh, Keuchel, one of your aces, not your, you know, not your number one ace, but like your second best pitcher on the mound right now, um, and he's going tonight. You have that's pretty much a not a guaranteed win, but you anytime Dallas Keuchel's going on the mound for the White Sox, and you've got that kind of offense behind him, he's got a strong chance to win for sure. Black and Abdallah with you here on the Baseball Show. We will return in two minutes. We'll talk Bears football and Jimmy Butler was outstanding last night. We'll talk about it next. The Baseball Show with Black and Abdallah. Week 96 on Chicago's Home for Sports. ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app.